Welcome back to the Zoopcast, everybody. This is episode 60. I am joined by Louie and Josh. Hi, Josh. Good to see you, man. Thanks for thanks hey. for coming on the Zoopcast. I was hoping to be here last week, but that wasn't allowed, apparently. So just yeah, FYI. Well, that was that, that you were in timeout. Apparently. Yeah. But uh anyway, Josh, Josh has joined us again. The the dynamic trio uh is added again. We had a couple of things to go over uh this episode. We're gonna be talking a lot about the 67s because they have been making some noise uh in the OHL via the trade route these last couple of days but we're going to start off with uh the World Juniors which have come to an end. Uh Louie and I talked about the World Juniors last episode as the medal rounds were getting underway. Um but now the the tournament has finished Canada wins gold in Halifax at home which is cool. Uh Czechia puts up a great performance but ultimately will take home a silver. Uh and the US beat Sweden in an insane game <laughs> for third place. Did you guys, did you guys watch that one? Trick. The third place yes, game? Sir. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Eh? Like you, so you watched it. I only watched like the overtime. That game was absolutely wild. Like, honestly, I, cause the fact that after the first, it was one, nothing. And then it ended up yeah. being what? Eight, seven final. That's just ridiculous. It was crazy. Like, it, the, cause us scored on a crazy scramble on the power play with maybe a minute and a half left in the game. And then we're like, all right, probably game over. Sweden just has this play that they, you know, somehow get it into the zone, get it towards the net and you're going to get the good old, Oh, just get it on net. See what happens. But I don't know what the hell was going on with the defensive coverage of the lane there by sweet by uh, the USA. They just let the puck go through their legs in between them. And Philip Bystead had the easy tap into tie it with like 20 seconds left. And then the overtime was also very good. Um, I mean, I personally would have liked to have seen Sweden win it, um, but I'll absolutely take a Chaz Lucius uh, hat trick OT winner because Jets prospect, insane name. Why not? Yeah, go on. It, it, it was a great game. Really, made it might have been the game of the tournament there, eight seven. Um, but there were there were a lot of great games in this tournament. Obviously, we talked about Canada Slovakia last time, which was insane. That was a crazy game, and and honestly, the final was really good. Like it, it was pretty solid. Like at least in the third period, it was pretty solid. Uh, Canada up to nothing, and the Czechs storm back and tie it and send it to overtime, where Dylan Genther gets the golden goal for Team Canada. How do you feel about? Did you want it? To, I kind of wanted it to be Bedard. It's like yeah, well yes, I, absolutely. I do. It, it's really funny though because I turned to my dad. Well, my whole family was watching, but I turned to my dad specifically, and I was like, this. Like around the nine minute mark or ten minute mark, or halfway through the third, I was like, "This is exactly where we're Canada choked against Finland last year." Yeah, <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> it's the exact same script. Canada goes up two nothing. They let in two goals against in the last second half of the third, somewhere in the third, whatever, and then and uh, an OT goal to win it all. So I don't know. It's, it it feels like a little bit of a bizarre world to see that happen twice in. I guess like more of a six month span, if anything, because it happened during the summer. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Eh? And now we have to now we have to wait a whole year for the next World Juniors. What a novel concept. Uh Josh, did you watch any of the tournament? Yeah, I watched I watched all the Canada games. I watched some other games. I didn't get to see the the bronze medal game, but I left my house. Like I, I watched the start. I left my house, it was one zip, and then I came home. I just didn't go on my phone because I was driving. I come home at like eight seven. Like how the hell did it go from this low scoring game? Because those were two of the best goalies in the tournament up until that point as well. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it'll be a nice low scoring game. Someone's gonna win three two. And I was like, eight. Well, I was on the score, so I guess I was still further down on the thing. So I was like, oh, there were a couple goals, but then I slipped up to the top and I see the actual goal total goal total at eight seven. And I was like, how the hell did like how did anyone manage to score that much on those goalies? But yeah, I guess I missed a really good game. I ended up seeing the highlight, but not the same as actually watching it live, I'm sure. And unfortunate for Sens prospect Tyler Boucher didn't get to play in that game. It was an in- Do we know what that injury was? Shoulder injury. British shoulder, I think. So, unfortunately, yes, Tyler Boucher has not been... He's been injured, hasn't been playing for the, for the 67s, but it's a, it, you know what? We might as well go right to that because... Man, the Ottawa 67s are loading up uh, for what promises to be, what should be Let's a really go. deep run here. Louis, I know you've been hyped about this. Uh, the two big additions for the Ottawa 67s, not Shane Wright. He went to Windsor for a billion oh, no. picks. Yeah. Um, but the Ottawa 67s acquire Logan Morrison from the Hamilton Bulldogs, who was, I believe, the playoff MVP last year and like an 100 point scorer. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he and and then they're not done because and oh, by the way, in his debut, Logan Morrison gets three points because, of course, all primary um, assists. Yeah, all primary assists. And they decide that that is not enough, and they go out and they're going to get the highest scoring defenseman in the OHL. He's third in points in the uh, CHL. In the CHL, yeah, even even better. Uh, Pavel Mintukov and Louis, you have you have sung the praise of this guy for. For years, yes. so I I, I kind of want to let you take the reins here on this. What do you What are your thoughts on these acquisitions for the sixty sevens? Well, it, first of all, you're you're trading for two of the top three scorers in the OHL, including who I believe right now is the best defenseman in all of Canadian Major Junior Hockey, Palamid Yukov, and you're doing it mostly through picks that you've acquired from other trades. Whether that's, I believe, the Renvier Gilshane pick was a uh, pick that they got for him was traded some Teddy Sawyer picks, uh, another pick they got in like a draft exchange. And like a lot of them were not Ottawa picks. And the thing is they were able to do all of these trades by keeping, um, they have Niagara's second round pick, which is going to end up being one of, if not the top top pick in the second round, which is the highest pick you can trade in the upcoming draft. And they still have that. And that's going to help them next year. And on top of that, they didn't have to trade any young players or any players at all in either of those trades. So that, lets you build on what you have this year, help you even into next year, then you kind of start trailing off a little. But yeah, getting... I, I didn't know much about Logan Morrison before, aside from his insane production. The 67s had an overage spot, which really allowed them to be able to uh, acquire a guy like that. But yeah, I'm so excited about Mintyukov. Like, sure, it was a lot of picks, but it's absolutely worth it. Uh, he's just... His ability to process the game so fast and act on it decisively is such a joy to watch. Um, the way he activates into the play then creates and uses all of his uh, elite skills that he has in his toolbox, attacks the middle, uh, breakouts. It's it's all just so incredible. He plays exactly the type of hockey that I love to that I love to see. Uh, I think I've touched on this before, but Saginaw's done a really good job 
in terms of developing these defensemen. Like they have Zane Perrick, who has yet to be drafted, that looks like he's going to be, if not already, the number one uh, defenseman on that team. And he's looking really exciting and hoping to follow into Mintukov's footsteps. But yeah, it's, listen, before before this trade deadline happened, I was hoping they'd get maybe one more forward and a top four defenseman. And they did just that. And this team, I they, they went above and beyond what I thought they would. I didn't even think Mintukov would be on the market because of how good Saginaw's been. But yeah, it's it's going to be insanely exciting to to watch them. Josh, you were able to scout Mintukov a little bit, eh, last year in, in the workings up to the draft. What did, what, are you a fan of his? He was one of the guys I didn't see much of, but um, I really liked Denton Matejchuk. And I remember talking to Louis, we're kind of just like going back and forth between those two guys. And the fact that Louis liked Mintukov, I believe you liked him more, right, Louis? Um, yeah, I had Mintukov at four and uh, Matejchuk at five. Oh yeah, so it was close. I can't remember where we put them on our like combined ranking, uh, just because I was so high on Matejchuk. I don't remember if we maybe have just had him right ahead, but the fact that you liked him more with how high I was on Matejchuk, and you kind of said he's a little similar, but he does other things better. That tells yeah, me he's that... got Matejchuk's activation skills, but I think that which he's also... was one of the best things. Yeah, <laughs> and he also skill. brings Korch- what I feel is like Korchinski, who had the highest. Uh individual play creation he kind of blended those together yeah so if he's anything like Matejchuk then yeah that would be insane and if he's even better then I mean with the way that the CX7s are already playing the only way I could see them not making it out of the OHL to the Memorial Cup is like if they don't find chemistry with the other guys because especially if up front they have everyone healthy right because they were doing this with some injuries up front and if everyone comes back and is healthy their top nine is kind of gonna. They won't have as much star power as the um, the thirteen and zero in the playoff sixty seven or was it fourteen and zero? Fourteen. Yeah, the fourteen. They don't have as much. I don't think like they don't have as good of a first line as the fourteen and zero playoff sixty sevens. But they have probably even better depth. Even though that sixty seven team had an incredible top nine back then, um, and then they also have probably better defenders now. Especially yeah. with Matir and Minchukov, like just those two, the two guys when they put them together, probably oh separate. Yeah, and Muse, who's all the kind of under the radar because he's so young, but this is probably a better team, right? And they should have made it out of the OHL back then. And um, we can go over that and reminisce a lot, but point is, they no. should make it out. Again, <laughs> I don't want to suffer. Something, yeah. something crazy happens. They just have that the team to do it now. So I'll be entertaining. I'm definitely going to make it out to some games while I'm already yeah. in the area. I mean, I live too far to just say, oh, let me just hike on over. But if I'm already in the area, I should definitely go to a game and uh, yeah. see what they're like in person. And and that's like a, you know, what we might as well make that like a PSA. Like, get out here, guys. Like, these these guys are really good. The 67s. It's a great place. It's a, it's a great place to watch a game. It, it, you know, like the games are awesome. It's a good family environment, and it's really good hockey. I would definitely encourage people to come out. And we've talked about Matukov here, but Logan Morrison is really interesting because he is 20 years old, and last year he puts up 100 points in 60 games in the regular season and then another 39 <laughs> in 19 playoff games. And again, he goes undrafted. Uh, so what are you, Louis, what were your thoughts on, on Logan Morrison not getting drafted last year? As a bit of an overager, I guess. Were you were you surprised by that, or or was that not a, a huge shock to you? Well, I I, I haven't scouted a ton for him specifically. He, he looked decent in the in the first game. Obviously, three primary helpers really helps his case. But um, he's got the same kind of maybe not problem, but 
tendencies. There's a lot of overagers who te- who end up dominating uh, the the CHL in general, not just the OHL, but uh, in general, major junior and don't get drafted and don't translate over, kind of like Ty Feliber and other people like that. Well, Feliber specifically, he had a really good shot. Morrison does too, and his ability to get a shot off after a nice like Datsuk drag or around a defenseman is nice. But the problem is their ability to really handle it, make plays at top speed is nowhere near where it should be and is one of their lesser abilities in their toolkit. And that's usually what you see. Like guys like Aaron Lechuk had that big throwback. Oh, sense big throwback. There. Love that Aaron Lechuk um, reference. But that that's always kind of been the problem with, with the level for those guys. So I don't know. I, I'm not t- insanely surprised they didn't get drafted and I, I don't know where it'll be, but Hey, speaking of Felber, you made ECHL all-stars. Uh, yep. ECHL all-star team so shout out yeah Ty Felipper's a nice throwback too for all the 67s fanatics out there he had a crazy run with uh I'm with them it. back in the day yeah it was it was nuts uh, but yeah so the, the point is here <laughs> that the 67s are loaded and they didn't give up <clears throat> excuse me they didn't give up any players to do it um so in in complete honesty I know Josh we've had your take already um Louis do you think that they are now the favorites to make it out of the OHL? I think so. It's listen, if if London had also gotten Shane Wright, maybe not. Um yeah. but because they've been insane. They're like 22 and 2 or something since sometime in November, which is just whack. But a lot of those games have been one goal games, which is way less sustainable. Um, like we've seen the the Panthers kind of fall off a little this year after being a very incredibly good one goal game team last year uh, in the NHL, but I you know I do think the 67s are there like it seems like every time I go to a game now it's like all right five five one win going home happy yeah. you know like yeah. it, it, they've just got so much depth and now they've added more superstar like they've already had Luca Pinelli who's been really good they've had Vincenzo Rohrer Jack Matier has been playing out of his mind but now you add on guys like Logan Morrison and Pavel Mintyukov he will just just vault this team and the thing is it's still a fairly young team like yeah. the overagers are not carrying it to this point i mean we might see it more now now that logan morrison is here but you'll still see continued development for guys like cooper foster will jehual brad gardner henry muse has just been skyrocketing his yeah he's playing to the stratosphere recently he's incredible i might have to get a jersey of his but um we're, we're gonna see them get better honestly i believe and it's not just because of the acquisitions but also from just natural internal development and jack back back from from injury oh yeah which, yeah that's that's another big one it's it's good to see him back um but yeah, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be another run. And I think the fans here for the 67s deserve this because it feels like they were almost robbed from by COVID uh, of what could have been a really, really good run from, from that team. Louis, Louis shaking his head on the zoom. I hate to, I hate to, still... to do that to you, Louis. Yeah, it's, it's fresh. Oh, it's tough, but, but now they get this other chance, um, which, you know, hopefully they can make the most of, and it's going to be a really fun and exciting season, um, you know, down the line. Uh, for the 67s, as far as other OHL workings, obviously we saw uh, Shane Wright go to Windsor, which was a bit of a surprise because it seemed like London had that kind of locked up for a while. Um, but one other Sens-related note, or a couple other actually Sens-related notes we'll get to. For we'll stick in the OHL, Chandler Romeo gets traded from Sarnia. Uh, where, where did he get traded? To Guelph? I, I believe it was Guelph. Yeah, Guelph. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is kind of unfortunate because Sarnia is loading up too. <laughs> they they got uh, yeah. Del Bell Blues and... Uh, and Del Mastro. Del Mastro. Yeah. The two so, Dells. The two Dells with, with the two great names on for Sarnia. So they're they're gonna try to make a run. Um and elsewhere. So okay, before we get into this, CHL trades are insane. Like they are ridiculous. 
so I'm going to try to pull this up because I don't have it in front of me right now, but Sens prospect Zach Ostapchuk gets traded from the Vancouver Giants to the Winnipeg Ice, which first of all, that's like four provinces that you're getting traded in a junior league, which is crazy. Um, and he got traded for like, what, four, for three first round picks. Uh, I, I'm trying to find the, the whole package here. Three first round picks, uh, forward Skylar Bruce, Connor Dale, Hudson Landmark, and defenseman Owen Breeze. That's like seven things <laughs> for one dude as, as Winnipeg is loading up as well in the WHL. I'm scared um, of them for yeah. a possible Mem Cup opponent. Like, obviously, we have to get there first. Right. But, um, like, you're looking at a team that now has Connor Geeky, Zach Estapchuk, other uh, Senators prospect Carson Latimer, uh, Connor McLennan, Owen Peterson, Matthew Savoie, and n- that's not even counting their best guy, who's Zach Benson, who's not even drafted. And on defense, you have Carson Lambos, Graham Sword, Ben Zlotti. Like, this team is stacked. Like, I am scared if I'm going to the Mem Cup because I'm... yeah. Maybe not fairly like fully certain, but it's a very likely scenario that Winnipeg makes it there. And if they do, oh, oh god! And and if you thought that trade was a lot, oh yeah, <laughs> the Kamloops Blazers, who I believe are they hosting the world the uh, the Memorial yes. Cup this year? Yeah. So so they're hosting. That's they're they're thinking to themselves. Yeah, yeah. They're they're thinking. You know what? We got to put on a show for the fans here. So the Kamloops Blazers did. They acquired. Forward Ryan Hofer and defenseman Olin Zellweger, who is a very big part of Canada's World Junior team. He's a highly touted prospect. I believe he was drafted by the Ducks. And he's very good. good. They're from Josh. There you go. And here (laughs) is what they here is what they traded away. Caden Hamill, who's a defenseman, Drew Anglot, who's a forward, Rylan Pierce, a defenseman, Jack Backer. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. He's a forward. Followed by a first, a first, a first, a first, a second, a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. So <laughs> conditional sixth, right? Or was it, it a conditional second? It was a conditional second, which I'm sure sealed the deal. That conditional yeah. second. Um, so like these are insane. Like this is this is nuts. What would like I often wonder like when they're making the calls for these trades. Like, what do you think? That, we're like, okay, we want one first, and then probably another first. And probably another one after that, and then like also like how do you come up with I I, I struggle to like, how no, do you no, come no. up with that why man? why is there a condition on the sixth round pick? Well, did, in you, that trade? did you see the Shane <laughs> Wright trade? The Shane Wright deal yes. was it like the oh yeah a conditional rounder yeah. went with <laughs> Shane Wright back to Kingston or no, no no sorry Kingston sent a fourteenth rounder with Shane Wright yeah like if no that was... no no they got it back they got it back the fourteenth no, no, no the fourteenth no, no, that no. was the condition. It, it was no, with, no, it was they no said condition. that with Shane Wright. Shane Wright and a fourteenth oh. rounder for all those yeah. picks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, like, yes. as yeah, if yeah. the fourteenth rounder was going to seal the deal there. Like, yeah. come on, it's unreal. I, I maybe really it's just so they have enough players in the future. Yeah, maybe that probably. I would love to be in like a room for that, like with the GMs, like hearing what that phone call is like. <laughs> like they're just messing around, right? Future. Like, let's yeah, see if they'll just add this. What will they add? It's like when all you, I'm when gonna you're say, playing GM mode and you do a third and they say yeah. no, so you make it a fourth, they say no all the way until a seventh, and then they finally say yes. Until you seventh. get to a little too a little too low, and they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, we we can make this work. But yeah, no, all I'm gonna say is I as it 
fan of a team that's been contending a fair bit recently in the OHL, I am so thankful that we are not allowed to trade first round picks because good Lord, those trades would be so much more value that we have to give up. Because you compare what we had to give up for Mintyukov to what uh, the ice had to give up for a Stopchuk and Zellweger and Zellweger for Kamloops. Um, Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Craziness. And it helps, it helps keep it more balanced, I think, which is good. I agree. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm going to shout out, I'm going to mention one other team here, Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL. Yeah. So they traded for Colton Dodd, also on the Canadian World Junior team. Uh, they gave up Ethan Middlestat, who I believe was on the American <laughs> World Junior team, which is kind of funny. They got him. And the Seattle Thunderbirds are going to get Brad Lambert, uh, who has been loaned to them from the Jets, I guess. So it seems like they're kind of gearing up as well. And and Louis, they have Millich, right, in net? Yeah, I was gonna say, shout guy. out. Yeah, that's my man. <laughs> so, I, I, would you say you're would you say you're scared of of the Thunderbirds, or they're not even gonna make it out of the conference because of the uh, the ice? I could see they're not in the same conference though, are they? Or I mean, I mean the uh, the league. Oh, like okay. The I I was yeah. gonna say because I could see those two going up against each other in the finals. I think that's doable given the league arrangement. Um, yeah. Well, and, they, and even so, like the Winterhawks, Portland got Chaz Lucius as well. So yeah, uh, you listen, never know, right? The West, if I had to bet money on a league to win the <laughs> WHL, or the, yeah, well, hold on. Um, if I were to bet on a team on a league that would win the Mem Cup, it would be the WHL for me. Yeah, it seems like they've. It, I mean, to be fair, so crazy they do have two teams. Yeah, it's true. They Your odds two are of the four teams. Yeah, <laughs> so Josh, you don't I need to. You don't need to reveal my bet. my betting strats here. I don't think the Oil Kings are in that conversation this year right i don't think their team is amazing no i could be mistaken but apparently there's like hypo i don't want to say hypothetical but contingent trades being made for ganther in case you're back where teams are basically like trying to agree to something if he does get sent back to them that hmm. they would then make the trade when is that would be deadline? interesting to see i'm not sure how it works in the it, well w. it's passed for the oh different. i don't know when the dub is yeah know. um yeah, and I don't know if they allow those kind of things. Like, what if yeah. he usually gets sent back like a week before the playoffs? Are is there if a contingent trade was made the day before the deadline, is it allowed to just go through, or is it think... going to be like a conditional fourteenth that becomes seven first rounders if he yeah gets right. like right like his rights have been traded, and if he then reports to you, then you have to give us like seven firsts or something like that, yeah, or whatever it's true. it is. I mean, at that point in the season, it would be less, but Genther would probably put up two points per game throughout the playoffs. Like he's really good. So um do we I don't know. Do we but that'd be interesting to see. Regina's gonna trade or uh, wait, is has the deadline pass in the dub? I'm gonna check. Regina's no not that... trading Bedard. Bedard. Yeah. But because I, I, I know that they said that they wouldn't because they don't want to damage possible relations with the player and that way you could come back as an all star or whatever. But counterpoint. Also if you're keeping him on a bad team, like that's that's so... hurting it also. Go the, on, Adam. The the uh, the trade deadline. We are so we are recording this uh, at five p.m. on Tuesday the tenth, and the deadline was three p.m. Three p.m. on okay. Tuesday the tenth. Yeah, yeah, true. Three p.m. Three p.m. Eastern. Three p.m. Mountain Time. Oh, so it's so twenty-one minutes ago. Yeah. It, oh wow. It's, okay. It's been decided. Uh, the All Regina right. Pats did not trade Connor Bedard because <laughs> I did not. hear some rumors about how they were possibly looking into making letting him make the choice. Um, right. Yeah. The thing is, Matt, he's like, I want to go to Vancouver. <laughs> if <laughs> like, Bedard me to the Giants. got, if Bedard got a little bit better 
from the World Juniors, gain confidence, whatever it may be. What if they could make some noise in the playoffs just because they literally have a guy who could put up five points on you in well, any listen, game? The thing is, they do have decent pieces. Like, Bedard is very good. Tanner Howe has been... Like, obviously, he's been getting help production-wise by playing with Bedard, but he's also a very good prospect for next draft. Uh, Sam Aremba is decent. Alexander Sizdalov is pretty good. And they do have Svozil, who captained yeah. uh, Czechia mm-hmm. at the World Juniors. So, listen, they do have pieces. The thing is, I I don't know what the record is, but they're, they're 19, not one of the contenders. Yeah, exactly. That's the they're thing. 500. Like, they're, and, and some of that is because they didn't have Bedard for that large stretch. But also, again, you're going to have to go up against you know, Winnipeg, who I think would at least be in their conference, maybe even division, and then possibly Seattle later on and Portland, other teams. That's the thing. It's, it, it'll be tough for them. When Bedard was gone for the World Juniors, let me record um, what happened. They lost 6-2. They lost 6-1. They lost 4 nothing. They won 4-3 against Prince Albert. Then they lost 5-2 against Prince Albert. Then they lost 6-2 against Brandon. And then they lost 6 nothing. So... Yeah, they were above 500, and uh, now they are at 500. So they're they're a bit better than 500 without Bedard. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's still Bedard, so they could do whatever. It's, it's still Bedard, and and the thing about the CHL is anything can happen. We we've seen this, so it's uh it'll be fun down the stretch here, especially here in Ottawa, 67s. Watch, and uh and and we'll see what goes on in the O. So enough with the CHL for now. Because we, believe it or not, we do like to talk about an NHL team here. Uh, and they're called the Sens. And do we, do we like, like to? Like to? Do we want to right now? Okay. Are we going to be All enjoying right, guys. this? Yeah, it's, uh, we're going we're gonna to skim through this because it's been, it's been rather dire. The Sens are coming off two uh, games that were played uh, in which they played in them. And, uh, and they gave up eight goals in one of them. And then they didn't score a goal in the other one. So that's, uh, that about sums it up. Um, they lose eight four to the Seattle Kraken. You know what? We'll we'll go positive. Tim Stutzel hat trick. Great job, Tim. Um, true, true. Love love to see that making his case for the All Star, which we'll get into later. Uh, and uh, now the the problem with that is that they gave up eight goals. Um, which usually you're not going to win when you do that. Uh, I believe the, I believe Anton Forsberg was pulled after giving up three goals on seven shots. I don't uh, think any of those were his fault, though. Yep, but but on I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying he got pulled after giving up three goals. I'm just defending shots. my boy. Listen. Yep. And yeah, I'll go, yeah, go on. And then Cam Talbot gave up like five on twenty or something, like five on twenty-one. Um. So overall, not now, a nice. Now some record. of those were 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 his fault. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. We're we're not defending him, but we're defending <laughs> Forsberg Lewis. Is that what we're what we're doing right now? It's yeah. To sense. all you Cam Talbot over Anton Forsberg fans. Wow. Out there. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's wow. That's crazy what you just said. We have so many Cam Talbot stands. You just called all. No, of them no, no. Listen, I love Talbot, but I, I've, I've always been a Forsberg guy. I, I'm not going to pit them against each other, but I, 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 I have preferred Forsberg and I think Forsberg should get more starts. But there you have it, Lewis. Lewis hates Lewis hates Cam Talbot. He hates him. He's just said it uh, live I'm podcast. Sorry, guys. TV. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I anyway. mean it fully. <laughs> I, the hatred is strong. It's it's strong. Um, <laughs> the Suns put up a stinker against what was a a, a packed house, by the way, uh, for that Seattle game. WWE night was apparently a success. I can't say I know very much about WWE, but it was like nineteen thousand five hundred, which is great to see. Um, oh, interesting they, tidbit! Interesting yeah, tidbit. On. 
every single game there's like a fair bit of nhl games that night every single one was sold out wow go on nhl well done that's great i didn't know that um so the sands are contributing sands are contributing to the cause that's great uh they uh they lay a stinker but that's okay because they play on on monday right against the predators that's a that's a great time to bounce back have a good game and uh uc soros has made a hundred like a hundred saves in two games now <laughs> after that he, he like faces 62 shots against carolina and then 38 against the sens uh who he shuts out three nothing uh I, now what i found interesting i didn't know full disclosure i did not watch that game i was out i was i was having a life but i uh i i heard that dj smith's comments at the end of the game he essentially like like blamed the whole loss on like an eric branch oh turnover the first period yes. which is crazy i can't believe first. we're still on this and then josh you you were kind enough to to tweet out some brandstrom propaganda on the zoobcast uh account which is Let's good go, it's like a it's like a bat call yeah, <laughs> yeah. i saw it and i i went out there and i like a hawk i went in and yeah got the info that. i needed uh so did, did either of you watch that game yes i have I, sorry i watched I had class as well, so I watched the first two periods in class. So it didn't stop me. I still watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they played. They were honestly not even playing that badly. Like, I mean, the deserved to win meter, sixty percent Ottawa. But no, like they Let's actually go. didn't play all that bad. They just Soros is very good, <laughs> and say, yeah. um, there were like a, just a couple mistakes, uh, a couple of stupid penalties. Uh, the power play wasn't clicking as well as it could. DJ they're down by two and three goals on power plays and he's taking them off after 40 seconds to get non elite players out there. Like I was going to like, I'm going to say Jake Lucini, like I'm going to say his name. He's fine as an NHL player, but I'm going to take Tim Stutzla in his spot on the power play over him. Like there's no need to change these guys yeah. when you're losing and need a goal. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a big difference between the first and second unit. And part of that's cause Norris is injured. And you can even say maybe cause Joseph's injured. But there's a huge difference between the first and second. You're just taking them off after 40 seconds. What out of maybe out of anger, just because it's not going your way, is annoying. But overall, like it was kind of just getting goalied at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and, and but it, Adam, yep. Just before I uh, we we talked about this last week. I've been trying to be more educated with goalies rather than just saying goalies yeah, we, are oh, wild yeah. and you can't predict anything. Um, so I I've been working on some data with goalies. And be, because it was a Sportsnet game, by the way, th those two games were Sportsnet games, great time. Um, but uh, some people were tuning into the Nashville feed and had were able to witness a, an interview from the Nashville assistant coach where he was talking about the Sens and saying, um, for them, it's a lot of scramble plays. It's not always structured. So uh, I, I decided to look into the data and one of the metrics I've been looking at uh, and I've tweeted about this, is a goalie's scramble ability. So ability to stop shots on goal during scramble plays. And sure enough, UC Saros has been the third best goalie in the league at yeah. those this year. So the fact that we got shut out is not, not the most surprising thing, given all of that. Yeah, it's uh, it, like Josh said, it's it's getting goalie. But, but you know what, Louis? I see all of your stats, and I still say, goalies are voodoo, and you don't know what you're talking about. So get wrecked. Bye. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so yeah, the, the Sens have, have had a tough stretch here. Now, one people are kind of looking for answers, right? They've lost two in a row. Uh, and, and one thing that I've seen on Twitter, at least that surfaced, is that uh, the Senators' five-on-five -five scoring has been actually quite low. Uh, I believe they were like, what was it, like 28th or something in, in the league 
five on five. I forget what the stat was, but I saw something and it was quite uh, it was quite damning. Uh, have have you guys? Do you agree that there's a that there's a five on five scoring problem um, with the Sens? Yes. Does it need to be addressed? I mean, they're like second last in the league in uh, goals above ex- goals scored above expected. Like they're them and Carolina, I believe, are like far and away thirty two and thirty one. Carolina's thirty two, but the Sens are there. Um, like a good comparison, I think, is Buffalo because Buffalo has a lot of similar numbers. I'd say they're. Their advanced numbers are actually a bit worse than Ottawa's, but they've scored the second most above expected, right behind Seattle, whereas the Suns have scored the second least above expected. And they're kind of close in the standings just because Buffalo gives up more goals. And part of that is shooting talent, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, but I don't think the Suns are the second worst shooting talent. I'm not saying I mean, Buffalo is like... Six. Yeah. Yes, but I think Debrinkit <laughs> is below expected. Batherson is well below expected. I mean, Kachuk's always below expected, but he's even more than usual. After starting the year kind of back on track, right, around zero, now he's at minus 10 or something like that. Giroux is below ex- around expected, and they're missing Norris, who is probably their second-best shooter behind the bracket. So that doesn't help either. But I would say even if they were just a league-average finishing team, they'd probably have 20 more goals at 5v5, which could be three more, three or four or five more wins, which is a huge difference. Because their, their special teams are both, I think their power play is probably, it may have dropped, it's probably fourth now, and their PK is like sixth or seventh. Yeah. That that te- That's a team that should not be, t- whatever, 24th in the league. A lot of it is lo- bad luck, a lot of it is the the analytics might not be as good of a representation for a team like the Sens, whose structure is so, I don't want to say run and gun, but like a lot of... I'm kind of rambling on here, but let's just say there's like a 0.4 expected goal chance. For most teams, that may be just like a weak shot in the slot where it's not actually 0.4 expected goals, but the location suggests it. Whereas for the Sens, there might be two guys in front with no defender, and that's a way more likely goal with the same expected goal value. It's not a perfect model, at least not the public ones, and I think that might be where the Sens may never be as good as their expected goals suggest, because it is above average. It's probably around 10 yeah. in the league. So, uh, Louis, do you think that there is... So, obviously, the Sens have had two stinkers here. Um, do you think this is a cause for some serious concern because the vibes were really good up until then? Uh, or do you think this is just a bump in the road and they'll be all right? I don't know. I think it's a win-win either way. <laughs> I'm going to wow. be optimistic. Okay. And say, if we do better, then yay, Sens are winning. We are vibing. Everything's going well. If not, oh no. Great draft. Good pick. I don't know. Tomorrow, like, you're I already like there, right? Eh? Of... You're already in tank mode? I've been... Well, no, I haven't been tank mode. I've just been, oh no, if we don't keep winning, it's like we get compensated with a good pick. It's like, I know that's like rebuild mentality and stuff, and we've kind of yeah. been beating that to death in our heads. But the, but the thing is, I didn't expect playoffs going into this season, and the draft is insane, and... Right. Uh, oh no! Be- better chance you know, of Connor Bedard or Fantilli or Zach Benson or all these insane players. <laughs> you know what I find funny? I think is going into the season, I was kind of like against tanking, but it's interesting, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks this way. But I'm also a baseball and football fan, and I think the fact that my teams in those leagues are doing well, I'm more open to tanking for the sense because I'm getting my joy from other teams. You know what I mean? I don't you know see, if other people agree with, with that. me with the 67s. Yeah, yeah. see? Louis with the 67s. Exactly. 
and me so with the Detroit be... Lions. Go, there you go. We were, Lions. Yeah. So, like, right now, oh, Adam, are you okay? I, like... Is everything okay? <laughs> go Lions. <Are> you <laughs> For <fine>? example, <laughs> in the last like, <laughs> yeah, Adam's against tanking because his favorite team just missed the playoffs. But Louie and I, Louie's got the six sevens. I've got the Bengals, and the Jays just made a couple moves. So now I'm like, you know what? A chance at a top five pick. Very selfish of us, really. <laughs> exactly, yeah. By the time the Bengals season, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's this Sunday, maybe it's a couple of weeks. Uh, baseball is around the corner. I can suffer for a little bit more in hockey for the long-term success of the team. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're making the playoffs now. I think the last two or three games have been really like, critical, especially while with Norris coming back soon, potentially. Yeah. If you're not over 500 by the time he's back, and I don't just mean one game over, I'm talking three, four, five games over. Because at that at this point in the season, that's a big difference. Um, like true 500, yeah, it's not like, NHL 500. Yeah, like you have to have one basically at least half your games by the time Norris is back. Because yeah. if you're not on pace to win at least, you know, let, let's just say before Norris, you're playing at five, 50% win percentage. And then when he comes back, you're playing a little over that. You might get to 95 and squeak in. But if you're playing below it and he brings you to it, well, whatever, you're you're an 85-point team and you're in that dreaded zone of no playoffs and no top pick. So. Well, let's stop the, the, the doom and gloom and move on uh, because the sentence can only take what do you mean? so we, much. We just talked about how optimistic Josh and I are. What do you mean? <laughs> nope. Doom and stop. gloom. Doom and gloom. Missing the playoffs. That's you're becoming all four sports podcasts. And only talk about the positives in our in our sporting event live. All four sports: hockey, OHL hockey, football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, replace yeah. basketball with OHL. We haven't yeah. talked about the NBA at all. Yeah, well, maybe later. Um, the All Star Game's coming up, and that's exciting. Except, except if you're John Tortorella, then you hate it. Um, but uh, but we're excited. So we're going to do a little game here because the NHL is doing this differently. They've essentially what they've done is they've named a player from each team already to the rosters. And they are allowing fans to vote in the last three players from each division, which is two two skaters and a goalie um, is is who needs to be voted in. So what we're going to do is we are going to. So are we going to do individual or as as a Zoobcast? Are we going to do our three? I have like an outline for individual guys for me, but okay, we can do we it can together, do our Zoobcast thing. Yeah, yeah. I I just know who I'm going to campaign for. Okay, go. That's yeah, let's. Fine. Okay, so yeah. we'll do that. We'll do a Zoobcast. Yeah, let's start with the Metro. Yep. So the Metro right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna name. So here's who the, is yeah. on the Metro right now. It's Sidney Crosby, uh, Gaudreau, Kevin Hayes, Jack Hughes, Brock Nelson, Alex Ovechkin, uh, Andrei Sveshnikov, and Igor Shosturkin. Uh, so we need two skaters and a goalie who are not there the to thing, join the Metro. I think we should do two skaters and the goalie, and we should also re- find a Pens player and a Caps player to replace Crosby and Ovi, who will not go. I don't think right. Yeah, I like that. I like. So that, let's replace sure. those guys with a player on their team. You going Malkin? You want to do that first? Yeah, you want to go Malkin for for Pittsburgh or someone else? Malkin or um, Gensel? Oh, Gensel, yeah, would probably be. Um, what do you think, Louis? Malkin or Gensel? I think you got to replace a forward with a forward at that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, I I think Gensel is probably what I would Gensel with the goals or I haven't seen a ton about their stats. I'm pulling up the stats. Um. Yeah, Malkin he's got 17 points. goals, 37 yeah. points. I'd go Gensel, personally, just because... Has Gensel ever been to an Malkin might not want to go either. That's the thing. Yeah, that's also the so, thing. Yeah. Is this, would, this be Gensel's, would this be Gensel's first All-Star game? I doubt it. Has he not? 
I feel he, like I don't. He, I don't remember. No, he was him. last man in last year. Okay, I barely. Okay, so fine. We'll, we'll give give it to Gensel. Um, and then for for Washington, it's uh, it would be someone Dylan replacing Strom Ovechkin or Kuznetsov. I would say Dylan Strome would be a cooler story. He's been really is, good. Is he playing well? Yep. Yeah, he well, has. He's been okay. He has thirty-one points. It's not really all-star numbers, Zach. What about no. what about Eric Gustafson? Yeah, he's been crazy. That guy. That's so. Unreal. That's the thing. The Metro has no defenseman announced. Neither does the Atlantic, so they, they which do, is strange. Let's yeah, two, let's do yeah. Eric Gustafson. Then. I like that. Yeah, Eric yeah. Gustafson. that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Okay, so our, so we're replacing Alex Ovechkin with Eric Gustafson, <laughs> and we're replacing Sidney Crosby with Jake Gensel. So so now. We will pick the additional two players and a goalie. Um, I, I want to start with the goalie because my nominee would be Sorokin. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's yeah. even a question. Yeah. He should okay. have wanted... been there over Shesterkin to begin with, I think. Yeah. So. Okay. You should have so, been the. But I mean, uh, hey, Brock, Brock Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Brock Nelson needs his. Yeah. Brock Nelson needs Well, I think they only want to name one goalie so that someone like the fans could name okay, the second yeah. goalie. But yeah. still. Um, I think, yeah, Sorokin. I think it should have been Sorokin for the Isles and then like Zabanajad or Fox for the Rangers. I don't really get the thought process there but, but uh, if we I absolutely players, think it should have been fox yeah yeah i think fox is Speaking one of, of the which, two skaters i'd go fox yeah yeah all right that's that's easy that's that's two gone and then one more He's skater insane. so we have sorokin and fox right now as the uh the add-ons i'm going I to would... campaign for travis konechny here yeah people thought He's he should have gotten in over hayes my other yeah. one i would just say dougie hamilton because they still only have two defensemen I feel like you need three no, but now uh, eh. it's three on three, right? So yeah, but it's positionless. Have, this is the All Star game. You have six forwards. Three, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, so you said Konechny. Yeah, I could say Konechny. Oh, don't Konechny has twenty one goals, forty one points in thirty four games on the Flyers. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. enough. That's yeah, enough just, for me. Yeah, all right, yeah, that's enough for me. So, so, so our so our, our metro our metro All Star team is now this. It, it reads instead of Sidney Crosby, it's Jake Gensel. <laughs> And instead of Alex Ovechkin, it's Eric Gustafson. And then we are adding Adam Fox, Ilya Sorokin, and Travis Konechny to the Metro All-Star team. And we're finalizing that, right? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to stay in the East. We'll go to the Atlantic. Uh, currently, the Atlantic has Kucherov, Larkin, Marner, Suzuki, Thompson, Kachuk, Kachuk again, and Linus Allmark uh, is the goalie right now. So... Who are we thinking? We want to. We'll start with the goalie again. Why don't we do that? We can start with the goalie again. Um, who are we? Who are we thinking for for that one? Anton for no. Um, I do think it's Vasilevsky next. Yeah, I I, I think Almark's been the best goalie in the league this year. <laughs> Magnus Helberg. <laughs> He's played on two Atlantic teams this year. Yep, that's true. I no, do think Vasilevsky yeah, is the option. Yeah, we, yeah, I think that's an easy one, Vasilevsky. Um, and then do we want to do we want to say Stutzel? No. Okay. So this I, is, I love to, but yeah. a there's no defenseman, so you absolutely need yeah. at least one. Zoom. And two, Pasternak is what like third in the league in points, and he's not an all star. Yes. But yeah. Where is he in points? He's, he's, he's high. He's he's got, is, he's yeah, he is third points. in points and second in goals. Yeah, it has to be him. Points in forty games. Fantasy team. Right he's on pace there, for like one hundred and twenty points, and he's on pace for sixty goals, sixty five goals. That like he has to be as much as it's looking good. That would be the quite clearly a little bit of bias there so it's fair plus not could be one of them and i feel like darlene would have to be another one he's having a great year, with the year he's having. that would be a I good agree. story i mean he has more points than stutzla and he's a defenseman so yeah and they need a defenseman on the team yeah so so you're saying that the three additional atlantic all-stars 
uh, would be Rasmus Dahlin, uh, David Pasternak, and Andre Vasilevsky. And I will say, yes. if I was making the original roster, I think I would have sent Stislav before Kachuk. So we're talking yeah, about adding him. Like, I think he should have been yeah. there to begin with. Do we Although, little, do I think we it's just cool that? that they put the Kachuks together. Do we want to make that change? So I think that... No, because I do I, think it's cool that the two Kachuk brothers no, are but, together. No, but the, but the Stutzla and Matthew Kachuk drama then gets to grow. We get to see how their relationship yeah. has gone. So yeah, but it's not as cool. The thing is, next year, I think Stutzla pulls away from the rest of the Sens players even more. That's and true. I don't think it'll be a question. So this might be... I mean, Kachuk could still go as an extra skater. Maybe they'll change the rules so you don't need to have Nick Suzuki at the All-Star game or something like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think like, in the hope. future... Yeah, in the future, I think Stutzla will be the Sens representative, like unless he's yeah. injured, like almost exclusively. So this would be a good year to get the Kachuk brothers there together. So this is two straight episodes where we trash talk Nitsuzuki now. Oh, I wasn't there last time, so oh, we went over the Craig Bus. Almost like telepathic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, so that so that's the Atlantic covered. We'll go to the Central here, and currently they have Kaprizov, Keller, Jason Robertson, Tarasenko, uh, Makar, Morrissey, Seth Jones. And uh, UC Soros. Now, okay, I would like to start this with... A, I, I would like to... Okay, hear me out. So, All-Star Game, right? Best players are going. Okay, and that's great. It's good to have the best players go. But I think the All-Star Game is a good opportunity to have some fun, grow the game, and like do some funny stuff with people who are funny. We should get fun people here at the All-Star game. Oh God, where is he going with this? I want, I and there has been this. a campaign for this already started. I want Ryan Reeves to go. No, no, no. Why? <laughs> Why? He's not fun Why not? enough. Yes, he's he not is. He's, he's so funny. He came in with the, like, he's, every, he's hilarious. I want Ryan Reeves to go. No. no. It would be so I'm much good. better than when John Scott went. I disagree. Wouldn't even be close. How you're being outvoted two to two to one here, Adam? I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not getting like, I'm, there's there's no argument. There's, I just don't see how he'd be more fun than John Scott. The thing is, people know a, Ryan Reeves more than people knew John Scott. He has a and personality. The fact John that Scott it's already happened. Yeah, also I don't know. Do you, it's I don't know if I'm like, oh my god, Ryan Reeves' personality. Let's go. I need to see that live. At the I All-Star really thought game. Adam was going to say the goalie should be Connor Ingram for a second. That would I really be funny. That's where you're going yeah, that would be that would be good. But there's already an uh, actual goalie though. Yeah, but you need two. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. Have to be like, different teams. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, you're talking about bringing Ryan Reeves and you're. Cutting off the idea of a backup goalie going. <laughs> All right, valid. Okay, so let's take Ryan Reeves and Connor. Ingram. You know what? You, uh, hold on. Ryan Reeves can coach. play a uh, backup goalie. He can coach. You want to bring Ryan Reeves as the goalie? But you so Valenaki. Okay, let's. Can we just throw out this Ryan Reeves idea and move on to actual? Okay, you guys are uh, Miko Rantanen is the first one. Yes, he's. Gone. I I fully agree. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think after that. Um, if Hintz was healthy, defensemen. is he not going to be healthy for the All Star game? I don't know. If let's just say he isn't, say. because even then, I would I could see Kyle Connor being the other one. Listen, I'm a Jets head, but I still think I my instinct is still to go Hintz. Like I I think he'll be healthy. By so we'll just assume he's healthy. Okay, okay, let's do yeah. that then. Ranting into Hintz. But then we do the, the Jets thing by picking Halibut. 
because he's been insane this year. Yes, 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 that's fair. As much as I would have loved to put in Philip Gustafson and how good he's played, I do think Hellebuck Wait, is the no. option Wait, no. He is the option, but Vizmelka would be cool to see. That would be cool. Yeah, I like that. Hasn't has he been? How are his numbers this year? Are they even all right? Um, his Let's advanced numbers are good, up. but they don't look as good because he's on Arizona. Is basically yeah. the gist of it. But so you're you're for sure going to the forwards. It's it's Rantanen and Hints is what you guys are saying. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna bring up Matt Zuccarello because I've heard he's having a decent year. He's got forty points right now in thirty seven games. Um, but I guess he could be over overshadowed by those guys. Yeah. I have, have we decided, Louis? Because I'm already moved I, on to the Pacific page. I mean, listen, if we want to do Veshmelka, sure. I still think it should be Hellebuck. No, no, it's Hellebuck. No, no, I agree. It's okay, Hellebuck. okay, okay. No, Perfect. you guys are yes. you guys are having no fun. I'm trying to be fun, and you guys are no. Not. Just wait till this. I have I have two fun ideas for the Pacific so, here. Well, I have, I have a fun the... one for the Pacific. Too. Okay, yeah, sure. I want to. Okay, wait. All We're right. gonna move on to the Pacific. And yes, Adam. Current, let us currently. Go. Their roster consists of Matty Beniers, Kevin Fiala, Nazem Kadri, McDavid, Pedersen, Troy Terry, our boy, Eric Carlson. Good for him for getting in there. And Logan Thompson, which I think is awesome. Uh, U-Sports grad, Logan Thompson is now an NHL All-Star. So, so Josh, please enlighten us with your great idea for this All specific right. division. So they do need another defenseman, but we can ignore that. Two suggestions. We don't have to take these guys. Obviously, Drysaddle should go, but I'm not going to suggest him. Number one fun suggestion would be JT Miller. After everything that's happening in Vancouver, it'd be very <laughs> oh, funny no. for JT Miller. That would Miller. be awesome. No yeah. <laughs> the other one that I also think would be funny because he just got sent back to the OHL would be if Shane Wright got voted in because he is still available to pick on here for the <laughs> that's Kraken. That's true. That's, so that's what would funny. the NHL do? Yeah. Um, but obviously, we're not going to actually pick Shane Wright. I think as a joke, we should actually pick JT Miller, though, because he is yeah. having, points-wise, a decent season. Like, there is an argument to be made points-wise. I um, think if JT Miller went to the All-Star game, he would still smile zero times and be a complete <laughs> asshole. He'd probably play more defense so, in that game than he's had the entire year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so but we have to say dry saddle, right? Because he's second in the league in points. Yeah, so I think do. it needs to be him. We do. Yeah. So, okay. what? Who I had? Um, I, I I'm not saying no to any of your things, but this is who I had for for the other forward. I this is not as much of a mean pick, but more of a of like a guy that's being overlooked. I think Chandler Stevenson is having a really good season. Uh, he's been one of the best yeah. forwards in transition this year. He's got 40 points in 42 games. Been uh, I don't care. One of the highest. <laughs> well, listen, listen. I think. Do you not think any other D man though? I do not care. It's three on three. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say Quinn Hughes would be a decent pick. Yeah, I also would have. I also looked into Kuzmenko. That could be fun. Um, but for goalie, I have Stuart Skinner because I think he's, he's the goalies. Been, the goalie picks awesome in this are this dire. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's been a like from my my new goalie data that I've been looking at. He's the highest of the remaining uh, Pacific goalies. Thanks should be Jack Kessler. Campbell. His picture, <laughs> his picture's got quite the stash, man. Skinner, oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm alright with that. I was gonna say Mar- Markstrom, but I guess he's not even having a great year, right? No. Yeah, it's it's been better, but thing. he started off so bad. Here's the thing: Stuart Skinner has a 12, 10, and two record, right? Okay, I just want you to understand that. And Jack Campbell has a nine, eight, and one record, so it's basically the same. Um. 
this this argument made way more sense before Campbell lost his last two games, <laughs> and he was nine six and one. <laughs> well, but would you rather Campbell, put, uh, put in Martin Jones? He just got a shutout against the Habs. It's true. No, but Campbell was like nine six and one with an eight seventy eight save percentage. That would have been yeah, he's funny. So bad at the All Star game. Just go by. Okay, a so who are we saying? You know, Phoenix Copley. Yeah, he's love like that. 1. Alaska boy, he's, get him in there. He, I think, unironically, that would be a good pick. He's eleven and two. <laughs> really? He's eleven and two. Yes. What? With no a nine shot. Uncle, put him. Is he an option to be selected? Yeah, yes. he is. Okay, I, I let's do that. Felix Copley. Yeah, he's eleven and two. That like that's got to be like Stuart Skinner's five hundred basically. Can't put that in the all. Okay, I'm that's down all for I that. care about. Phoenix Copley propaganda. You want to start that? We can be the Phoenix Copley train for all star vote. Yeah, sure. Okay, no, so, our Pacific, sense, so we our Pacific delegates are, are what? Dreisaitl, uh and who's the other Shane forward? Shane Wright. JT Miller? Stevenson? Shane Wright. Stevenson or Miller? Miller, dude. Miller's funny. Shane Miller, Shane okay. Miller and Dave Copley. <laughs> okay, Dreisaitl, one of JT Miller and Shane Wright. <laughs> and Phoenix Copley are our Pacific just, Division All-Stars. Can they just go like in a big trench coat where one is on the other shoulders? And they just kind of <laughs> try to fool the, uh, the rest yeah, of the team. Yeah, I'm down. The the Sorry. Miller Wright show, um, but yeah, let's let's do that. So the Pacific All Stars, we're we're gonna say Leon Dreisaitl, J T Miller slash Shane Wright, and and everyone's favorite All Star goalie Phoenix Copley, <laughs> who's gonna pack up Logan Thompson. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean that's a solid crew of All Stars here for for all four of those divs that we did well. Um, but uh, so what is it? It's it's you can vote on on Twitter with hashtag NHL All Star vote. Yet. I think it's on open? the twelfth. It, I think it does. Yeah, I think it's it's 12. Yeah. Okay, by but the time the website, this is out. Yeah. On the actual initial website I just posted, I just submitted our ballot. So. Oh, did you? Nice. You can post it. You can do 10 votes a day. You want to tweet that? I know. List? I can just I can press resubmit ballot. Uh, yeah. I have to go back and take a screenshot of our ballot. but um, Tweet it at when the episode's out. Yeah, we're, I'll we're, do that. We're doing sure. live marketing here on the ZooCast. Um, but uh, I, I think... That's gonna do it, eh? Unless you guys have anything else to add with that all-star no, discussion. Before my mic's being starts being scuffed up again, let's uh yeah. it's uh let's cut her it's off. been another another evening of technical duel. Technical wow. Whoa. Tec- and I, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> it has been another evening of technical difficulties. That, here that was a cast. linguistical difficulty. Yeah. Because that's a word. <laughs> We're having all kinds of difficulties, guys. It's a mess. Um, but uh with that being said, that's gonna do it. For episode 60 of the Zoopcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Bye.